I'm just saying. Do you find in the church we're too focused on catechesis, the knowledge part, and not so much on evangelization? It seems like Rome boys and what you're absolutely all about evangelization. evangelization. But and how do we help people? To because know Jesus? again, yeah. let's go again to scriptures. Before God gave the Ten Commandments, He first set His people free from their slavery. Mm. We get it backwards. Mm -hmm. We try to give these commandments and expect people to follow commandments who have never experienced being yes. set free yes, from yes, Jesus. Yes. That's so, why it doesn't work. So how can the priest with his eight-minute homily do that? It, well, oh, again, gosh. because again, so you sit there like, like you can, if you're challenging people, you got to spend time listening to God. Mm -hmm. You can when you sit there. And again, my biggest thing when it comes to preaching is like my foundation, the reason for our Hope Foundation, we're going to start a uh, week-long preaching courses for priests and deacons. Awesome. Oh, cool. So, because they've never, we don't get taught how to preach. In right. and, and, and that's the, the number one complaint in the United States is the preaching of priests and deacons. Mm. And because often they're only talking about catechesis. Right. They're not talking about their own experience of Christ. Mm. And yeah. it's not either or, it's both and. Right. So you got to teach, but then you got like, once my old bishop, God rest him, he says, so Larry, you give any pointers for uh, what I should do for the homilies for the confirmation? I said, yes, talk about the power of the Holy Spirit and talk about what the Holy Spirit has done in your life. Mm -hmm. And of course, he did not do that. <laughs> because, again, because people are afraid, well, if I do that, I'm focusing on me. Look at all of the New Testament, except for the Gospels, that Paul wrote. Paul only, he talks again and again about his relationship with Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he's constantly talking it because people need to see, Father, what does that look like? Yes. Right. You know, not just, okay, pray every day. Say your rosary. Again, I was with, uh, years ago, the, the, I was doing a men's conference in Loretto, Pennsylvania. And there was a, um, a deacon who was a professional uh, basketball player. He's dead now. But anyway, he gets up to the guys, and it's all men, of course. And he's saying, guys, you know, I know it's so hard to, to pray every day. And, you know, think about when you're driving to work. Try to think of ten the, 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 the bumps on the steering wheel. Take ten of them and try to say ten Hail Marys every day. Mm. And I am sitting there fuming because it's not going to bring you into relationship with right. Christ. You know, and you just got your time in. So, And then he left by God's grace because he was a great guy, great guy. I'm not picking on him. I was picking on what he was saying. Mm -hmm. And so I got up and I said, wasn't the deacon great? And I went, yeah! And I said, remember how he sat there and says, guys, try to pray every day. And he goes, yeah! And I said, gentlemen, you pray every day or go to hell. Yeah. Uh, we like the deacon better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because again... It takes time. Like in any relationship, those of you who are married knows it takes mm -hmm. time to be in love with your spouse. Sure. And if you don't continue to give them time, it ain't going to last. Yeah. You know, right. it's going to separate. You know, and so the same with God. So, of course, we got to be there. We got to say our prayers. The first thing I do every morning is after I go to scripture is I say the Divine Mercy Chaplet and I say the rosary. Yeah. But then I do the breviary, but then I have a half hour of silence because I took a vow that I would say these prayers every day. Right. Uh, but again, I could say these prayers often. I have, not that often, but often enough, I've got down at my holy irons. <laughs> I'm walking out and God says, uh, go sit back down. You did not listen to me. <laughs> so I'll turn around, go back down. Okay, what do you want? <laughs> you know, but it's because I did all my prayers. I had to get all the stuff done that I got to do. Yeah. You know, a checklist wow. exactly. Or like, oh, I got to hurry up and get my rosary in. Mm. I didn't do it yet. And da 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 da. And I, it's like, is this a relationship with me? Right. And so all of us 
We always have to come down. Am I in a relationship with the God of the universe? Do I hear his voice? Am I? And, yeah. and again, the way we prove our own relationship is that we live what he commanded. So that means we have to become the most loving people there is. I, you know, um, If it's hard, it must be right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And when it comes down to like giving up your life for others, like mm -hmm. when I was on EWTN still at my radio show, a person called me once and they says, uh, Father, uh, you're supposed to ask questions, but they were making a statement. And I go, yes. And he says, my cousin's getting married in six months. And I said, okay. But I'm not going. I said, okay. You want to know why? No. But okay, why? <laughs> tell. And so sure. he says, because he's living in sin. And I want them to know how sinful they are. And I go, oh. I says, are they getting married in the Catholic Church? Yes. I said, well, the church is going to be there. Why aren't you going to be there? Because mm. I want them to know how sinful they are. And I said, okay, sir. Because it's right what he's saying about that. It's very true. But I says, this is what God wants. I says, how long? Six months. I said, we have to do a penance every Friday anyway. So I encourage you for the, every Friday that you fast on bread and water for the conversion of your cousin. Right? Awesome. And he hung up the phone. Yeah. Why? Didn't want to hear it. No, because don't tell me I have to do something to bring other people to Christ. I want to sit there and condemn everybody who doesn't mm. live the way I do. But don't you see, as soon as you do that, yeah. you condemn yourself. You're telling God to damn you because that's what you're doing to other people. But right. no, no, don't tell me that stuff, Father. You know, and again, like what happens, like, like one of these podcasts now, as soon as someone's watching and they hear something they don't like, click. Turn it off. Because yep. I'm not open to truth. Mm. I'm open to only people telling me what I want to hear. And I says, oh. so Christ is constantly calling us beyond where we're comfortable. Yeah. Jesus tells us to repent every day. And what's repent mean? Change your life. Yeah. Change your thinking. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're doing what I want. All people know you're my disciples because you love one another, not because you judge one another. You know, but again, we do that. We holy, holy Catholics. Look how holy I am. And I judge everybody else. Oh, please. We yeah, got to go so far. That's bringing people into the church. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. why no one's coming to the yeah, church. Right. We're not welcoming. Yes, <laughs> yes. It is. What, do, what does happen to your parish when someone news comes in? They give them their own little box then? Or yeah, what if you have too exactly. many boxes? Yeah, yeah. You only have one. But yes, yes. I was like, yeah. oh, you can only have this many people here. Because <laughs> that's all the boxes there are. Sorry. Right, right. So there are 665 boxes. Oh, is there? No. I'm no, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> we make sure there wasn't 66. Ah. <laughs> anyway. They have boxes here. The only church I've ever been to in my whole life where they have boxes for every parishioner. And the bulletins go in so you know who, who was here and who wasn't yep, here. Yep, exactly. That's true. When there's still stuff in the box. Somebody that's like, didn't uh -huh. make it Whoa. But anyway, yeah. it is good. Yeah. I never saw it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's because it's the way you grew up. It's what you saw all the days of your life. Now I need to go empty my box. You better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I, like I said, last night was great. It was amazing. Everybody had some positive feedback. Uh, it was, I think it's what this area needed to hear. A little kick in the pants. I like it when afterwards you were all the young boys and the young girls. You become a priest. priest. You, you become, become a nun. Young. Not just a nun, you said. You know, full habited a nun. Full habited nun. Exactly. I love that. Little, well, because yeah. again, I think that we. They haven't been asked for They starters. haven't been asked, and we yeah. need to be witnesses. Yes. Huh? You know, and so part of it, like I always wear my clerics when I'm mm -hmm. flying or where I'm everywhere. And it makes people feel comfortable. And then some people, because since I fly so often, right. I often get first class. And they'll say, 
do you take first class in your clerics? I go, yes, you can't. I can't tell you. People will be walking by and say, oh, Father, I'm so glad you're on this plane or whatever it is. Instead of like, now some of them are thinking, why is a priest in first class? And I, well, when you fly as much as I do, yeah, it happens. But again, no, but I just think it is such a great thing when nuns are in full habits or whatever. Yes. Again, as long as priests and nuns don't become, you know, like clerical, like, yes. look who I am. Sure. You know, yeah. now everybody's here to serve Father. No one here, Father, is to serve you. Right. You are here to serve everybody else. That's what I always say, like, when it comes to the Pope or it comes to the bishops or it comes to cardinals, they exist to serve, yes. not to be served. Right. Like, here, kiss my ring. I'll put it in my back pocket, but you kiss my... Shut up! You're the yeah. servant of the servants of the servants! That's why Pope Francis often will move his hand away mm -hmm. because he's trying to say, I'm here to serve you. Mm -hmm. You're not here just to bring submission to me. Well, again, because do you think that Jesus would be that way? Mm. Like, mm. here I am, kiss my ring, I'm the God of the universe. And if the God of the universe, and again, I'm just, I'm not talking about kissing the ring of bishops, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about any priest or nun who thinks that they're special because yes, yeah. they're a priest like a or Pharisee, nun. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Like, and so we got to always go beyond it. I am the servant. And uh, like St. Francis, you know, he started the order of the Franciscans. And he says, he was talking to Brother Leo one day and the things he says, Brother Leo, this is pure joy. That if I go to one of our congregations and I enter the uh, door and uh, I knock on the door and it's freezing and it's raining and it's cold. And they say, uh, and he, they, he says, let me in. And they go, no, we don't want you here. Get away. That is pure joy. Mm. And here's the founder, a saint that mm. knows it. He's just here to give away his life. Right. And that's what it is for all of us. And so, but that's mm. not just for priests and nuns. That's for all of us. You know, again, in Philippians 2, which I know Joe got uh, completely uh, memorized after yeah, last night. He was knowing all book, these scriptures. Yeah. But anyway, here, if we go to Philippians, this, this is called a Bible, Joe. In case you ever wonder, <laughs> have you ever seen one before? Oh, my. This is, uh, this is quite interesting, yeah, the Bible. It is. But anyway. And so, yours is run down, which mine is, yeah, it, it, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, all, all the pages. I said, that's why I go here to yeah. Philippians 2. And then it says here, right? He says, make my joy complete by your unanimity, by being one, possessing the one love, united in spirit and ideals. Again, now in the church, we're very divided. Mm, right. You know, whether you're a conservative, whether you're a liberal, and we judge everybody who doesn't worship God the way we do, and we hate them, and they're not of the true faith. We all do it. I do it too. But anyway, verse 3 says, never act out of rivalry or conceit. Listen, rather let all parties think humbly of others as superior to themselves. Mm. So every priest, every Christian, every nun should think these people are superior to me, not mm. I'm superior to them. Each of you looking to others' interests rather than your own. Again, you're not talking about yourself. You're not thinking about anything. You're forgetting. Christianity is the forgetfulness of self, never the focus on self. Then your attitude must be that of Christ. Though he was in the form of God, he did not deem equality with God. Something to grasp that. Rather, he emptied himself and took the form of a slave. slave. See, Joe does that. It's really good every once in a while. So, but that's the point. So that, yeah. that's what all of us, that if we're a follower of Christ, we're like him. And again, for that reality, we don't have crucifix on this side of the room. But anyway, if you look at a crucifix, there's nothing on the crucifix about Jesus. Mm. It's all about the Father mm. and all about us. That 
Jesus ultimately gives away everything to do the Father's will and to love all of us and save us who were his sin and didn't care about him and said crucify him. He did it all for us. So for us, when St. Paul in Galatians 2, 19 and 20 sits there and says, I have been crucified with Christ. So the life I live now is no longer mine. So what does that mean? I got to be on the cross with Christ. Mm. I got to be only concerned about doing my Father's will and by loving other people. It's not about me getting to heaven. Again, if that's my only focus, I got to get to heaven. I got to do it. It's my, it's my goal to get to heaven. <sighs> Your goal is to do God's will. Mm. And then he'll get you to heaven. That's a tough sell, though. It to is do the, God's because, will, to again, be a slave, to be, to exactly. Do God but wants. that's what God calls us to. That's why the road to damnation is wide and many people choose it, choose mm. the narrow way. Yeah. And so when I'm out there saying it, it's like, Again, people say, oh, I don't have to listen to that. You do have to listen to that. Mm -hmm. Not because uh, I'm saying it, but because this is the scripture. This is what Christ is saying. And again, that's what we got to focus on. That's why it's so important that we spend time in his word. The real Jesus versus exactly. Or if you ever, that's why I love the chosen. There's a lot of people would say they hate the movie, the chosen. Right after your talk. Oh, really? I can't, I can't watch it because I, I get too emotional. I literally, I get emotional. Mm -hmm. Like even the first one, it took me three times to watch watch the thing like there Jesus is and then he meets Mary Magdalene and he calls Mary and you know because for me when I came to know Christ the verse I had was the same thing from Isaiah it says I have uh do not be afraid I have redeemed you I have called you by name you are mine and so that's what he says and it was the, the very verse that brought me to Christ like okay I can't, I can't watch this that was too, too intimate for me yeah. you know and so the best thing about the movie or the series if you will is it shows Jesus as he was now yes. it's not 100% scripture right. which you couldn't do 100% scripture right. there's one movie I think the Gospel of Matthew but it's really cut up because you got to look at it all and you got to fill in the blanks but anyway so you can say, well, we don't know if that's exactly. Right. Well, but don't you realize Jesus had to go to the bathroom every day? Yes, it makes you know, real. it's like, huh? And so we just yeah. see these pictures of Jesus looking like this or the infant of Prague looking like this, and that's fine. Yeah. But that's not the fullness of who Jesus no. is. Mm-hmm. And I think if we just keep Jesus that way, we create a piety in our life that's not real. Mm-hmm. We need to see Jesus as he is so that I can become like him. Mm-hmm. You know, it says again in John's uh, letter, it says, uh, we will act just the way he did. Mm-hmm. So again, I got to be looking, well, how did Jesus act? How did he deal with sinners? You know, there is a book I read years ago, I always go back to it, and it's called Unoffendable. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really kicked me in the gut because I've always been offended by everything, of course. Right. As a good Christian, we're always offended. <laughs> and so uh, it says, Jesus Christ was the most unoffendable person ever. Mm. And it goes through all the scriptures. Like when he caught the woman in adultery, he wasn't offended by that. He redeemed her. Mm-hmm. He transformed her. But so often we Catholics and Christians are offended by everything in society mm-hmm. and just judge the society instead of knowing what's the will of God. God wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of his truth. Mm -hmm. So there isn't a person in the world that God doesn't love and that God doesn't want to come to the knowledge of his truth. So what am I doing to get them there? Yes. You know, well, you got to be strong. Yes, you got to be strong. But the strongness is how does God deal with sin? 
He dies on the cross for it. You know, he doesn't come and slay people. He comes and dies and he takes all of our sin that ever was from the beginning to the end and pays the penalty. So what does that mean for us who follow him? I got to be dying every day to bring salvation to other people. And so that means I got to meet them where they are. Now, again, when Jesus met the woman caught in adultery, he didn't yell at her. The Pharisees were yelling at her. He didn't say, okay, you know, the law says... And Jesus knows the law because he wrote it, sure. you know, and so and then he sat there and he says, you know, is any, you know, writes on the thing. We don't know what he wrote, but it says those who are without sin uh, cast the first stone. Of course, everybody sins, everybody leaves. And then when he looks at her and says, anyone condemn you? No one, sir. Then he says, neither do I condemn you. Now, get this. Do you think he caused scandal? When he said that, sure. here's the Pharisee. I mean, the Pharisees are looking and they're teaching the law. And Jesus says, I don't condemn you. They went nuts. Sure. Some people would be saying, like they say of Pope Francis, he causes confusion. Mm. So did Jesus. Yeah. Why? Because he brought mercy to people who didn't deserve mercy. Mm. And then after she experienced the freedom and the mercy of God, then he said, go and sin no more. He didn't start with that. Yeah. Exactly. We start with, you got to yeah. stop sinning, and then God will love you, and then we will talk to you, and then you can be part of us. But that's not the way God does things. Yeah. Like I was yeah. saying, Joe, before God gave the Ten Commandments, he first set his people free from slavery. Right. So with all of us, we try to put commandments on people yeah. who have never experienced Jesus. They have a living relationship. Exactly. Like once I was doing a uh, talk in uh, Dayton, Ohio, and we were, it was a, uh, uh, what do you call it when everybody's drinking a uh, theology on, on tap, tap thing. Mm -hmm. So one of these high, uh, college guys got up and says, Father, how are we going to stop all these people from having sex before marriage? Mm -hmm. And he really wanted me to say, just tell them they're going to hell. Ephesians 5, 5 to 7 says, no fornicator under the heaven. Well, see, that would, be, that would have made him happy. And I go, mm -hmm. uh, no, we got to bring them into a relationship with Jesus and they'll automatically stop having sex mm -hmm. with other people mm -hmm. outside of marriage. Huh? <laughs> what? Because that's much too complicated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty easier to tell people. Yeah, you're going to hell. And I do this. I say this because I love you. Oh, really? Well, if you love me, would you give your life for me, please? Like a priest called me a couple years ago because I was talking about something on my radio show, and he says, "Father, can I take you on?" I said, "Of course, I absolutely." So, what's the problem? And he goes, "I think you're getting too soft as you get older." I go. You think so? Yeah, I came to the priesthood. I listened to your confession tape, and I came into the seminary, and I was ordained a priest, all because of that thing, and now you're getting soft. You're being too easy on sin. And I says, Father, uh, first of all, how long have you been ordained? One year. He says, I'm guessing you haven't been a pastor yet. Huh? He goes, no. And he said, but I'm still a priest. I, I get it. I said, Father, would you be willing to go to hell so other people could go to heaven? Mm. Absolutely not. I said, oh, St. Paul said he would. He says, I would wish that I would be lost if I could save some of them. Mm -hmm. And that's the mind of God. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you can always tell who is of God and who is not of God. Would they be willing to give up everything for another person to be saved? Now, of course, if you're willing to go to hell for someone to be saved, you're going to go to hell? God's going <laughs> to be okay. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. You're going to hell for sure now. Right. No, now you learn to be like my son. He who life. knew no sin became sin so that we might be the very righteousness of God. Mm. So that's just an altogether different way to live life. And so we got to 
get into the mindset of Jesus. That's why we got to read scripture and we got to actually look at, well, how did Jesus think? How did Jesus live? How did he, what did he teach? Oh, and he was very hard on people, the ones that thought that they already made it. Mm -hmm. The Pharisees, he was miserable with, mm -hmm. but the sinners, he was gentle with. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because so often of us nowadays, we hang out with the people Jesus avoided, mm -hmm. and we avoid the people Jesus hung out with today. Yeah. How much have we changed throughout these years? You know, we got to hang out with sinners. That's why I'm here with you today. There two. you go. Awesome. <laughs> well, you're so glad that you are. Right?